I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, happy Monday and welcome back to the news du jour. If you follow me on Instagram, you know I am not, I'm actually feeling worse than I was, um, but I'm just trying to hang in there. A lot of you have messaged me saying that there are some sort of like chest and upper respiratory um, infections maybe going around that um, are not COVID, are not the flu are not strapped. They're just like their own thing. And that's most likely what I have. Um, but I got a ginormous humidifier and it's been making a huge world of difference. So that was a good investment. And I feel like it's one that we can use when we're sick all the time. So anyway, highly recommend if you're not feeling well either. But it's really important to me that you guys get the news consistently. And so even when I'm not feeling 100%, I always try and show up if I can. And so I still have a great episode for you guys today and I'm really excited. If you appreciate me showing up when sick and pushing through it and delivering great news for you guys, please consider becoming a patron of our podcast. Um, there's a link to it in our show notes, but it's always www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media. And it's just $7.99 a month and you get a ton of perks, but it also is the number one thing you can do to help support this show. So for our first story today, we're discussing LSU Cheer and their latest win. So I'm not sure about you guys, but I have gotten very invested in Cheer ever since watching the Netflix documentary. I actually wanted to be a cheerleader in high school, but my parents flat out told me no because of the reputation of cheerleaders as being vapid and of cheer not being a quote unquote real sport. But luckily, this docuseries is now changing that assumption nationwide. And before anyone brings up Simone Biles, we're talking about cheerleading, you guys, not about gymnastics. Both of those are badass sports, but cheer takes stunts without any equipment that you have to do in time with other athletes. It's life-threatening, it's extremely challenging sports work, and it requires showmanship that is more akin to dance while climbing on top of other human beings and being thrown in the air upside down. But I think the biggest thing that I've come to understand about cheer since watching these documentaries is that while cheer may have its origins in literally cheering on male sports, that's not what it is about today. And the LSU cheerleaders would like for their school to understand that too. So LSU told their cheer team that they could not compete in their own nationals in 2021 due to COVID, 
quote unquote, but that they would be expected to cheer on male basketball and football teams, which sent a strong message that their sport came second to these all-boy teams. So this year, they performed at Nationals to Ciara's 90s hit, Like a Boy. In case you're not familiar, this song is about the way that men treat women and expect women to put up with it. And Ciara fantasizes about switching roles to experience the privileges afforded to men. So when the LSU cheer team performed this song after they'd been put second to all the boys teams, it told the school exactly how they felt about that double standard that they'd been subjected to just the year before. Their sport wasn't deemed as legitimate as the boys' teams, and the school seemed to think that their role was simply to support the boys. And they wish they did it like a boy. The team went on and earned a near-perfect score on their performance and won the 2022 D1A Hip Hop National Champions. This was a rare all-female cheer team who actually competed against teams with men on them. They said of their performance, quote, Like a Boy was curated and choreographed specifically for this team and all other female athletes who have been neglected in relation to their male counterparts. End quote. So now I have to try and follow that story up with some boring COVID stuff. Omicron has plateaued, though, you guys. So I guess this is a great story as well. Data shows that the boosters did their most important job, too. Keeping folks out of hospitals. So in most of the country, hospitalizations with COVID have either plateaued or are going down, which means we may have seen the worst of Omicron. That said, those who are in the hospitals currently will likely be there for a while. So healthcare workers likely have a little ways to go before their workload slows down to a somewhat normal pace again. As you guys probably already know, intensive care units around the country are at near record levels. Omicron hit the northeast United States and the south earliest, so Those are actually the places where we are seeing the hospitalizations in decline the most right now. That said, we have also seen record numbers of healthcare workers quitting their jobs as of late, even more so than in the height of the pandemic. They're worn out and they're sick of doing everything they can to help people who choose not to protect themselves. But for those who did protect themselves, while breakthrough cases have been numerous, the vast majority of these patients do not end up in the hospital, let alone the ICU. 
While the vaccines and boosters were designed to suit earlier versions of COVID and not Delta or Omicron, they still worked extremely well on these new variants, preventing 90% of patients with the shots from seeking medical attention. While vaccination rates in the U.S. are very good so far, the booster is actually proving less so. Less than 40% of Americans with both doses of the vaccine have gotten their booster yet. While this is the shot that provides the most protection against the newest variant, Omicron. So if you guys haven't gotten around to that yet, highly suggest to get it. I got it. Um, You know, it really wasn't bad for me personally um, in terms of side effects or anything like that. So there's, you know, no reason not to get it and just be the most protected you can be. And then for our final story today, we're discussing Antony Blinken meeting with Russia. So I just wanted to touch on this at the end of our episode today as things continue to progress with Putin. Secretary of State Antony Blinken met with essentially his Russian counterpart to once again discuss Ukraine without Ukraine. From the outside, this whole situation seems very frustrating with a lot of passive aggression and innuendo. Over what exactly? Putin being pissed that Ukraine might join NATO and leave Russia behind? It seems like really what the U.S. wants is for Putin to withdraw at least some of the troops that he has camped out on Ukraine's border. Meanwhile, though, Putin is trying to tie a bunch of crazy demands to that, like the U.S. promising that it will not create any bilateral military cooperation with any former Soviet nations or develop any type of camp military camps there. They're also trying to ask that the U.S. block Ukraine from becoming part of NATO and things along those lines. A lot of these things, the U.S. has no intention of entertaining. So it seems like a bit of a standoff right now. Biden has come out and and said to the world that he would not be sending any troops to Ukraine should Russia attack. The U.S. and European allies, though, have been sending supplies as well as, you know, training and things like that. And they also have economic ways to kind of ice out Russia and plan to use those methods should they move forward into Ukraine. But it still kind of feels like this conflict is between the U.S. and Russia for some reason, while it's landing on Ukraine's doorstep. They're the ones who would actually have to suffer the fallout, and they don't even seem to be part of the conversation. Again, here's hoping that things de-escalate soon and do so pretty quickly because this conflict isn't headed anywhere good. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, Those who dream by day are cognizant of many things which escape those who only dream by night. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please consider becoming a patron of our podcast. For $7.99 a month, you can unlock tons of perks like breaking news text messages so that you're never out of the loop. Tons of bonus episodes are already up there ready for you to binge and a discussion board full of networking opportunities and much more. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media today to become a patron. This is the best way to support our show. Our patrons make news du jour possible. But a couple other ways to support our podcast are rate and review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen, share on your social media, you have influence, tell your friends, family, and colleagues that you love news du jour and why you listen. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok, and sugarfree underscore media on Twitter. We also have a weekend newsletter called Dreamers Digest that's full of dreamy content recommendations for your weekend and a life update from yours truly. Sign up today on our website, www.sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoie and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Katherine Jezik Designs. Any twinkling or little footsteps you might hear in the background are by my dog, Rhett. He's a rescue pup and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh. Oh.